Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the official Raiders podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 20, we are just one week away from the NRL finals after the Green Machine picked up that win against the Warriors at GIO Stadium last weekend. Joining me on the podcast, as always, Tom Logan and John Croyder. Guys, uh, a scrappy win down there at GIO Stadium, uh, but a win uh, and keeps us with uh, a finals position no lower than fifth now. Yeah, it's good to get the two points first and foremost, but it was one another one of those funny matches where... We really just probably didn't look like we got out of first gear, but somehow we just put the Warriors to, to bed. So we've done that to a few teams this year, and it's a good sign, actually, of a really quality side. John, it was great to be out there on Sunday afternoon football as well. Yeah, it was great. It was a bit of a weird day weather-wise, too. It kind of went into the whole game just being so strange, but it's definitely good to be able to go away with wins like that. And by the time the second half came around, the weather was actually quite nice, so it was good to enjoy that. Yeah, we're going to look at that game a little bit more in depth in a moment. First of all, it's time to go around the horn. Plenty of news again at Raiders HQ this week, and we're going to kick it off with some discussion around uh, the team that was announced uh, on Tuesday afternoon by Raiders coach Ricky Stewart, and he's made the decision to pull the trigger and rest uh, nine uh, established first-grade players and give some opportunities to a number of young guys, Tom. Uh, we'll see four debutants uh, for the club, including three to make their NRL debut. Pretty exciting times for those young guys. Oh, I'm really excited, and I can't imagine how excited they must be. I'm really looking forward to seeing, well, first of all, all of them, but uh, probably the one that takes my eye the most would probably be Adam Cook at fullback. Uh, we've seen a lot of him, I guess, on the training uh, field, and he's a really quality player, and I reckon he's got a big future in the game. He's quick, isn't he? I've just been We've been watching him in some of the little skills games and the opposed sessions over the past few weeks, and, John, the thing that got me was his speed. Yeah, oh, he's absolutely quick in pre-season. I remember the first day back of pre-season training, all the established stars... Um, Went there and this guy was just beating everyone. Like, who's who's this guy? I had no idea who he was. Um, he's been fantastic. He was uh, under twenties um, player of the year for Townsville last year. Can play a little bit in the halves as well. He's strong as well. I feel like he's put on a little bit of size during the season um, from when he first came here in November. So I'm really excited to see him play. Jarrett Sublu, another name that um, a lot of people probably don't know a lot about, uh, Tom, but he is another one that's put plenty of size on. We looked at some photos of him yesterday uh, when we were trying to find some pictures of him, and if you compare what he looked like um, back at the um, start of the season to what he looks like now, he's, he's actually you know used this whole year to put some size on. Yeah, he's really uh, come along in leaps and bounds. He's, um, he's probably double, doubled in width probably since uh, the start of preseason, but He's almost got he's, – he's, uh, he's a half by, I guess, that's his natural position, but he al- he's almost built like a centre now at the moment. So he's another one that I'm really looking forward to yeah. seeing. Yeah, on the training field, like, he's um, played a little bit at uh, right centre, um, but he's also capable at fullback too. So he's really can play nearly anywhere in the back line. So it's really good to have that on the bench, knowing that he can come on and either play in the middle, or, um, like Ricky sometimes enjoys having an outside back do, or – he can come into the halves, fullback or whatever. So that's Another really player with good utility value. Yeah, the one I'm really excited about is Darby Medlin, a young, young guy from the park, Spaceman, one of the great uh, team names in uh, country rugby league out there. Um, coming here, uh, he's been in the system now for a few years and 
uh, a wonderful young talent. Uh, he, he was our lone representative in the New South Wales under-20s origin last year and there was that great story when the rest of the team uh, jumped on the bus and went up and watched him play in that game when they played in Sydney. Uh, and he's a little, been a little bit unlucky, um, John, because he uh, was the one guy that had been constantly named on the extended bench that hadn't had an opportunity. We've seen... Kai O'Donnell, Matt Tomoko, Harley Smith-Shield, Semi Valame all get a chance. But Derby was the one guy that looked like he was going to miss out. So to get this opportunity is a great one for him. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's a real leader for, for a young guy. He really um, leads those uh, younger players uh, quite well. He was the captain of the Jersey flag side last year that made the grand final. Um, he's just no-nonsense. He's tough. We saw a little bit of him at the nines, actually. He, he was quite impressive um, uh, in, in that team. Just goes about his work with no fuss. He's he's a great bloke to have a chat to as well. Yeah, I think the one thing that I can agree that um, everybody was pretty happy about yesterday and, and excited for was the fact that Sam Williams was also named captain for this game as well, Tom. And um, we only had to look at social media um, overnight, and you saw that um, the amount of messages and support that Sammy got. You know, the poor guy hasn't played a game all season because um, you know, well, fortunately for the Raiders, but unfortunately for him, the halves is one position where. Um, we've been able to keep the same two guys on the field all year. So um, for Sammy to get not only a game but to be named captain is a, a proud moment for him and his family. Yeah, definitely. I hope Sammy's not listening to this because I'm about to pay him a lot of uh, compliments, <laughs> but, uh, which he'll probably put on me. But um, Sammy, for me, he's one of those players that really he epitomises what being a Raider is all about. He's a country boy. He's, he's, he comes from humble beginnings. He's, he's always got time for anyone. But the thing that's really impressive about me for Sammy is just that He's a real big communicator on the field. He's a, he's, a, he's a big leader. And I think the role that Sam Williams plays within the Canberra Raiders uh, goes a long way to the success that we've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful team man and he's a, a player that gets the most out of his, um, he's out of his body. Um, he really rips in and has a crack and I'm sure he'll be really excited this weekend. The big thing I loved yesterday was um, um, obviously the, the bubble guys um, helped us shoot that video so we could get... Uh, that vision up on um, on our uh, digital channels yesterday, but um, the, about five minutes later, you could see all the guys that had um, been told that they were making their debuts all standing outside, all on their phones, ringing their family and letting them know. And I thought that was a really nice moment. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I think it was um, Jared Sublu whose parents just couldn't understand what he was saying. He's just shouting over the phone over and over again. He's like, I'm making my debut, I'm making my debut. And they're just like, what? What's going on? And then uh, his mum was in tears when she worked out what was going on. Yeah, no, it was a pretty special moment for all those guys. Uh, let's talk about the, the injuries um, to uh, these players and, and what's exactly gone on and the decision behind Ricky to rest these players um, for the weekend. So um, I can let you know that Charles Nickel Klockstad has actually uh, picked up a bit of a rib injury, so he was probably going to miss this game anyway. And and the same with Jordan Rappin. He's got um, a minor knee issue, which probably would have seen him sit out for this game. So there's two guys that um, already wouldn't have played. You've got George Williams, who mm. um, was facing um, some concussion protocol testing this week, so he would have been um, touch and go. Uh, and John Bateman, although there's no serious damage to the elbow, um, it might have been a case of um, he might have been... Um, pushing the clock too. So uh, rather than you know risk these guys, um, this has been an opportunity to rest them. Um, and then they've decided that you know if, if they're going to rest four, they might as well rest a few more. So they've given them all a chance to come fresh into that first week of the finals. Yeah, I think it's really important to rest them too because people forget there's no buy round at all all this year. Um, these guys are carrying eagles, and then the guys who aren't, they've st- it's been relentless. Like since 
uh, probably late, it's late May that the competition restarted. They've been playing um, every single week. As I said, no, no breaks. There's been a couple of um, shorter turnarounds recently too. So I think it's really important that they're able to rest up and then we can go into finals uh, with a fresh side. Uh, that have been a little bit rejuvenated. Mm. Unfortunate news for Curtis Scott this week. He will miss the rest of the season. He had surgery uh, Tuesday afternoon on that leg. Um, They've removed the plate um, and the doctor specialist did find another small fracture uh, in his leg. So he'll have to stay off that leg um, in terms of training and things for a few weeks to make sure that he's right to go for the pre-season. So he's out for the year. Uh, Michael Oldfield too, um, just slow coming back with that thumb injury. So not sure uh, when we'll see him play. You know, it could be available um, during the final series, which, um, you know, for to have a player like with his utility value and experience um, available would be something pretty uh, handy for the Green Machine. <laughs> Round 19 at GIO Stadium saw the Raiders defeat the Warriors 26 points to 14. And, uh, guys, uh, an absolutely crazy game. I can't believe um, the amount of different things that happened within this game. And uh, the first half... The Warriors, uh, off the back of a 7-1 penalty count, I think they had half a dozen six to goes to the Raiders, one or maybe two. Um, they had all the possession, but somehow the Raiders went into the sheds leading at halftime. I have no idea how that happened because we, we looked like we were, we were never in that first half. So to go into the sheds leading at halftime, I think we sort of knew that, you know, I guess there was, a, there was that incident towards the end that really sort of had the boys fired up where I think there was a bit of a coming together and Papali was... You could tell he was really fired up, and I, I think that sort of really set the tone for us to sort of really come out with a bit of a statement in the second half, and the boys definitely showed that. George Williams went down um, quite early in the game, in the first 10 minutes, I think, and uh, and had to go for a HIA uh, and uh, didn't come back on. So Elliot Whitehead shifting to the halves, John, and uh, he did a fair job there. He was fantastic. What about his... Um what about his kicking? Like that first kick that just was towering and it was like pinpoint. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have guessed it was Elliot that kicked that. It was, it was fantastic. And then when um, Jack got sent to the sim bin, you had Batty as the other half. He was going, what's going on here? Yeah, it was crazy. There was guys <laughs> moving from left to right. We had Corey Harawir and Ira come onto the field and play in the, in the, uh, centers. Uh, in the centers for a bit. Um, yeah, it was just an absolute nightmare. I can only imagine what it was like up there in the coaching box. And um, that's probably why Ricky... Spilled his water by accident <laughs> um, uh, up there in that first half because it was an like absolutely crazy first half. There's no doubt about that. But somehow, as we mentioned, we went into that into the sheds at half time um, in the lead. I, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, that um, runaway try from Semi Valame, like that was a huge moment. I know um, there were some pretty big moments uh, when we did score a couple of times. But when we've got a guy in the bin, somehow we always seem to score one yeah. or two tries. I, I'd love to see the, the, the actual stats on it, but it feels like a common occurrence. Yeah, it just seems that we, we've talked about this before, that it's one of those things where they, they see that adversity as opportunity and then they, they're able to convert um, that into some points. And they've scored those couple of tries a, a couple of times this year since with guys in the bin. Well, I remember, I think it, I think it might have been sometime last year that uh, I think it was the assistant coach, Andrew McFadden, that revealed that they had been training with 12 or 11 people in pre- in preseason, in in that sort of scenario, so I think I don't know if they did it again for this season, but it, it's definitely working, and yeah, it's it's been good defensively. It's definitely something that they they train for because obviously uh, that's the hardest part 
um, of, you know, being down to 12 is defending because, you know, with your attack you can still, mm. you know, play a pretty tight sort of style of football in the middle of the field. You know you're not probably not going to expose anyone on the edges but it's your defence that you need to make sure mm. um, is holding firm. So uh, I know it is definitely something that they've worked on. So that was, that was encouraging to see that they were able to put that into practice again. Uh, the second half, the Raiders, uh, the pendulum swung in terms of uh, the referees' decisions. I think it was 6-1 to the green machine in the second half. So... Uh, a little bit, few things went um, back towards the Raiders in that second half, John. And uh, once again, Elliot Whitehead involved. He um, picked up an intercept and uh, I think he was about 70 metres out and uh, I don't think he backed himself, but he did a really good job to get himself into position to find Jordan Rappiner to steal a few more metres on that play. Yeah, so he did a really good job to get himself in that position. He looked like he was going to um, make, like, get a fair... Fair way the way there, but you could see he was like starting to he look was on the both treadmill. ways. He was looking both <laughs> ways, looking both ways, and he got that ball to wrap him. But we were able to get that field position, which was really important. I just feel like that second half just really just wrapped up. Just a really, um, as I said, we I already said it was a really strange game, but it really shows the attitude of a team that's contending for a premiership. The Raiders of old, we wouldn't have been in a position in that second half to be able to win that game at all. I don't think. Yeah, I think that they. You're right. I think once the, the team went into the sheds at half time and they. They realised that they'd been able to um, wrestle something back from having absolutely no momentum. They were able to go on with the game, Tom, and and finish it off. And it was a really um, strong second half performance. Yeah, we've done. It, it's just what I was alluding to before. It's not the first time we've done that to a team this year, where we've you know really not been nowhere near our best, but yet somehow put the other team away. But just on that whitehead break, how good was it when they started? The boys shifted it to the left and. I just want to give a special mention to Jared Croker because uh, that flick pass out to Semi Valame for the for the try was unbelievable. Yeah, that was oh. a cracker. You guys yeah. didn't. I don't think you picked it up the first time. I yeah. said, "How was that ball?" And then when they showed the replay on the oh, screen, that mate. ball back inside. And oh. um, really happy for Semi too. Um, he um, he's had um, some great moments and some tough moments in his short career so far. But to pick up two tries uh, in that game was pretty special for him. So well done to Semi, and uh, look forward to seeing him uh, in action in the coming weeks. All right, round 20 versus the Sharks up there at Nestrada Jubilee Stadium in Cogra, the temporary home ground of the Sharks this season. Uh, we go up there, uh, obviously, with um, this team that uh, doesn't resemble the, the usual uh, squad for the Green Machine. However, we've got um, plenty of experience there and none more so than the return of Sia Soliola. Great to see Uncle back in the team this weekend, Tom, and I can't wait to see him uh, try and uh, get some minutes in those legs before the finals. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge boost for our pack heading into the finals. Uh, obviously, he's a massive part of our squad, very popular. He's definitely the father figure, hence the nickname Uncle. Um, but I, I think it's just another good selection headache for Ricky to have. The other guy I'm looking forward to, John, this weekend that's got that NRL experience is Matt Frawley, who's going to partner Sam Williams in the halves. And Matt uh, is a local junior who uh, made he had to move away to make his debut at the Bulldogs. He also spent some time in the Super League. And um, nice moment yesterday when he said that he's actually looking forward to this game more than his NRL debut, which is a pretty special thing to say. Yeah, I thought he was... Um, in a moment where a lot of players can be lost for words, he was very articulate. And um, you could tell that he meant every word of that as well. He um, grew up playing uh, local footy for Belcon and Sharks. Um, Came through the system. He actually was um, the Raiders under twenties captain. Um, can't remember what year it was. Was it around twenty fourteen from from memory? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, but he he's a really strong defender. Another really good communicator. Got a good kicking game. I actually think this is the best um, backup halves pairing in the NRL, hands down. 
I, I just think they're excellent players, think, excellent blokes as well. Yeah, if you took any two playmakers out of a, an established team and, and had to fill them with a gap, maybe Manly might be up there. They've got a, a fair few options there, um, the likes of Kay Cust, Lachlan Croker, um, Young Schuster. Um, but there's a lot of teams that, that would really struggle to have any depth, and that's the beauty of this squad. Uh, there's depth in all positions, and we've been able to see that throughout the course of the last couple of seasons, and it's probably helped us get to a point where we are. Yeah, exactly. One thing, though, I'm really excited about seeing this weekend is um, Corey Harawira and I are starting on an edge. It gives us a little taste mm-hmm. of what we're going to be seeing next year. Obviously, there's going to be different combinations and everything, so can't take a lot out of it um, in terms of what to expect for next year, but I'm really excited to see it. Actually, out of all the, the changes, I think our forward pack is probably, you know, could stand up to most NRL packs um, anyway. I think the way mm. you look at that team, you've got Dinamis Louie, um, you've got Sia Soliola, Tom Starling, Hudson Young, Corey Harawira Naira, uh, Saliva Havili, and then you've got Ryan Sutton coming off the bench. I mean, that is one very strong forward pack still, considering that the likes of Josh Papali, John Bateman, Elliot Whitehead, Joe Tarpany all out this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Like, Hudson is someone who I think we've talked about a bit recently who's just been going from strength to strength. I'm excited to see him back on an edge, seeing what he can do. He That's where he... Um, Played most of his footy for us um, when he started his NRL career and also um, in 20s. And, yeah, those guys that were on the uh, starting in the pack or off the bench, there's a lot of size, a lot of experience and an incredible amount of skill. And the other storyline, Tom, in this game is that if we do finish where we currently are on the ladder in fifth place, we'll actually... Um, back up and play the Sharks again in week one of the finals. So um, an opportunity for the coaching staff to have a little bit of look at the uh, at the Sharks and see what they've got and uh, and where we can expose them in week one if we get to if we do play them in that first week. Yeah, and the Sharks I don't think have rested too many players, so um, you know they they won't be fresh heading into the first week of the finals. And if we do play them, um, it'll be nice to have all of our I guess regular first choice players back, and they'll have to come down to Canberra, which will. Uh, not be ideal for them. Let's have a look at the dream scenario, though, and that is the Raiders um, manage to score this win over the Sharks and then the Tigers get up against the Eels uh, in the game, which is straight after ours. So uh, if that happens, a fourth position finish. Um, uh, John, uh, at this stage, probably unlikely, and that's probably the reason that Ricky Stewart's decided to go down this path is because you don't want to have to you know, put in a really strong performance, get the win, and then have to rely on a team that's not going to make the eight to win their last game. They are playing for ninth, though, so I think there is a fair chance <laughs> it could happen. Um, but, but in all seriousness, like, the dream scenario is we are in the top four. As you said, it is unlikely. Um, but if that does happen and we're able to get a win and then, then have a week off after that, that's great. But I think what Ricky's done is the best situation. It gives us the best possible chance to be in a position to win a premiership and that's what it's all about yeah 100 percent. i mean i can remember the dark days of when we were you know scrapping um and hoping to win uh, our last game and results to go away just to make the eight so to have an opportunity at the top four for a second time in the season and don't forget we're playing finals football for the um, second time in a row for a very long time it's been a long time since the raiders have gone into back-to-back final series so looking forward to the upcoming series and and once again this young team uh, against the sharks this weekend all right guys this could be anything podcast predictions none last week we had uh, we all had forwards to score tries and uh, nobody crossed the stripe so 
predictions this weekend, guys, uh, with this team and, and what can we expect to see? I'm going for a try uh, in his return to the side and as captain for Sam Williams. I've just got a, I've just got a really good feeling. He him. does know how to score a try at NRL level. There's no doubt about that, Sammy. So, yeah, no, that's possible. John? I'm going for Adam Cook, 200 running metres and a try. Well, wow. I suppose he's going to get the ball plenty of times and plenty of touches in that full-back position. So, um, yeah, that's an opportunity. Uh, I'm going to go for Matty Tomoko to score a try. I think that uh, he's playing in the centres. We didn't actually touch much on the centre combination this weekend, but it's uh, Harley Smith-Shields and Matt Tomoko who were um, played a lot of football together um, in, their, uh, in their junior days together. And uh, I think our back five would have to be um, one of the youngest back five. I actually spoke to David Middleton last night. He was chasing some stats on a few um, of our players coming in, um, wanting to know a little bit about them. I said, mate, do we have the youngest back five in NRL history? And he said, without going too far into it, it would be very, very close because I think Nick Kotrick at 21 point something is our oldest player That's in ridiculous. the back five this weekend. It's so, ridiculous. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. But oh, I, ridiculous. I can't wait to see it. Thanks, Toops. Can't wait to see it out there this weekend. And uh, let's chat now to our incoming captain for this weekend, Sam Williams. Joining us on the Behind the Line Light podcast this week is Raiders halfback and captain Sam Williams. How are you going, mate? Yeah, good, Benny. Thanks, mate. Mate, uh, you got the news uh, earlier this week that you've been named captain for uh, this weekend's game against the Sharks. It'll be your first game of the season, um, but to captain the team, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's, um, it's unbelievable, mate. It's, um, it's not something I, I thought I'd ever get the opportunity to do, uh, to captain this club and my junior club, and uh, I guess 10 years ago, um, you know, it's been an up-and-down sort of career, but it's been uh, something that you know I've, I've loved every moment of being at this club, and to be able to, um, to to captain this club and lead out a group of players that are that are only young, and um, just to see the smiles on their faces, and hopefully go out and win the game and celebrate with them. Mate, uh, I've been told that um, you weren't sure if it was a G up or not when uh, you got told uh, that you were going to be captain this week. Tell us how it all unfolded. Yeah, it's, um, uh, me and Ricky have a good relationship. We uh, we joke around a lot, and um, you know he made a joke about tossing the coin. Can I do it? And I uh, said obviously I could, and um, and sort of went away. And and I wasn't sure for a little while, but um, then Jared came up and let me know that he was he was deadly serious. So um, you know I'm I'm now um, you know last night I. I didn't sleep real well thinking about it all, but I'm you know, just really excited to get to the game now and prepare for this week and, and really enjoy the week because it's, it's not that many times that you get the opportunity to, um, to do something that we're going to do on Saturday. It's, um, it's a young group and, and they're all so excited and so keen to play and just to see the smiles on their faces and their families, it's, that's what football's all about. Does it bring a new energy to the team this week? Obviously, we're a week out from finals, so everyone's pretty excited anyway, but having all these guys um, coming into the team, making their debut, some playing their first ever game, some playing their first game of the season, um, what's, what's the feeling like in the group? Yeah, um, as you said, there's a lot of excitement. It's, um, I think the big thing about the NRL is the, um, the week-in, week-out grind. It's, there's no easy games. It's, um, you don't have a chance to have a rest or a week off. And, um, so I don't think that the, um, you know, the, the fact that we haven't played a lot of football will be an issue. I think the players are just extremely keen to, um, to play, and, and you'll see that enthusiasm um, one thing about enthusiasm, it's, it's never an issue first up. It's gonna, there'll be plenty of it about, and, 
and throughout the week at training and um, just building into the game, it's, um, it's something that's a little different to a lot of us. Your halves partner, Matt Frawley, obviously um, got plenty of experience himself. And he said um, uh, when they uh, announced that he was going to play this weekend that he's actually looking more forward to this club debut than he what, what he did when he made his debut for the Bulldogs. I mean, for a guy that's um, from Canberra and played his local footy here, it's going to be pretty exciting for him too. Yeah, it is. He's, um, yeah, he's a really great fella, uh, Frawls. He's, um, he's come, into this club, uh, come back to this club and... Um, fit in like a glove. He's, um, you know, he's a really popular bloke around the players. Um, he works hard, and um, and this is his home as well. He's um, not too dissimilar to myself. That that this is where he um, this is where he wants to play his footy, and uh, you can see that in the way he approaches his training and everything uh, that he does day to day. So I'm um, just really excited to see him him pull that Raiders jersey on, and um, I know how proud he, him and his family will be as well. And obviously the excitement and buzz for the other three guys that are making their NRL debuts. Um, Adam Cook, Darby Medlin and also Jarrett Sublu. What can you tell us about those three quickly? Yeah, I think you'll see, um, you know, um, Cookie's the sort of player that he's, um, you know, there's an abundance of skill. He's, um, he's quite fast and he's, um, and he's a tough kid as well. So I'm really excited to see him go. Um, it's one of those games he can go out there and he can enjoy his footy. Um, uh, the, the nerves will be there, there's no doubt, but um, in terms of going out and playing footy, he, um, he, he knows his role and um, it's really exciting. Um, uh, with Darbs, Darbs is the, the, uh, the hard-working middle from, you know, from the country. He, um, he sticks his head in, in everything, he, he works hard, he tackles aggressively and um, he's a no-nonsense sort of player. He, um, you know, he's a really ple- real pleasure to have around the club as well. And, and Jarrett's the sort of fellow that can play a number of positions. He's, um, he's worked hard this year and, and, and made some sacrifices to be in this position to give himself you know, the chance to, to play for the Raiders now. So um, I think it's going to be really good for all three of them. Mate, it's been a, a crazy season to say the least and for you and for all in particular, um, I think the halves is pretty much the only position during the whole season where we, we haven't had really any injury concerns. So you know, with all the injuries that we've had, you two guys unfortunately have been the two that have had to miss out. How have you handled that? Yeah, um, it's a funny one. I, I was only thinking the other day, I, I read all these things in the paper about injury rates going up and... Um, um, I think it was round 12 last year, Stick gave me a rest and um, there hasn't been an injury in the halves at the Raiders since. So um, apart from all the injuries everywhere else, it, um, it hasn't been you know, um, good for us in terms of getting a game. But I think you can see the consistency within the side. It, um, it helps having that, that, those halves and, and they're, um, they're internationals as well. So it's, it's not something you get too down on. But yeah, it's just um, now exciting to be able to play and... Um, all the training we've put in and, and the work we've put in is going to come to fruition uh, on the weekend. Something that's a bit um, eerie is the fact that almost 10 years ago, on, on or around this sort of time of the year, um, you actually played in a finals game for the Raiders um, uh, against the Sharks. Um, you know, that seems like forever ago now, but what can you remember about that experience? Yeah, there's, um, there's a few more, few more there that that day than there will be this weekend, I think. It, um, it, was, uh, it was a beautiful Sunday afternoon and the, and the sun was shining and uh, it's just one of those days where everything came together and um, we are only laughing with, with pups the other day. I think it was where him and Paul Gallon's um, rivalry really kicked off and uh, we had a good laugh about that. Um, but, yeah, look, it's, um, I've played the Sharks on a number of occasions and in a couple of semi-finals and 
they're they're a tough team to beat um, at the best of times. So um, it's going to be it's going to be a big test and and going down to Sydney and, and playing them. It's um, you know it's not something we take lightly, but it's you know it's very enjoyable with what we've got. Aside from all the debutants this week, you've still got you've also got a number of players in there that have. Um, only played one or two or three games as well. How much of that uh, youthful sort of exuberance and excitement can you draw on this week? And and where in during the, the preparation do you have to sort of um, also make sure that you rein it in a little bit and just let the guys know that there's a job to do? Yeah, that's the big one, mate. We've got blokes who um, who have had that taste of the NRL and um, and they want to get as much as they can. So it's certainly an opportunity for them to show. Uh, show what they can do and, and starting the game and playing some footy. So it's, it's one of those ones that's, um, there's a lot of excitement, uh, but what we do on the field at training has got to be good. It's got to give us the confidence that comes Saturday, we're ready to go. Um, we had a quick session today and it was uh, a little bit lighter, but the, the enthusiasm, which we know is going to be there, but it's that detail and really concentrating at training and, and making sure the confidence we take out of what we do at training, um, it, it goes through to the weekend. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a different element, but we've got the right coaches in place to be able to, to keep us grounded and um, keep those young boys you know, with their uh, feet on the ground. On the other side of the coin, you get to welcome back um, someone with an absolute wealth of experience in Sia Soliola uh, to the team this week. How much do you lean on him for some help uh, this week with such a young squad? Yeah, he's... Um He's, he's the old fella at the best of times, but he's, uh, he's a lot older this weekend. He, um, you know, he's... Um, He's the sort of bloke that that he won't he won't overdo what he has to say. Uh, he'll lead with his actions, but when he does speak and he will at times this week, everyone will listen. And um, yeah, he's going to be really really good for myself as well. Um, you know, having that that sort of experience around the group, he um, you know he's the heart and soul of this forward pack. And um, I think everyone's excited to have him back as much as he's excited to get back out there and uh, and pull the jersey on. And for you personally, mate, you've got the opportunity to go out there and perform this weekend, and um, you know. If um, you know by any chance there is a, an opportunity during the finals, I'm sure that you'll want to put in a really good performance this weekend and, and put your name in the frame if that if that uh, that does arise at some point uh, point during that series. Yeah, that's right. It's um, you know, it's an opportunity. It's not just for myself, but for a number of players that to, to show Ricky that we're ready and um, and the work we've put in has been worthwhile. So um, you know, I want to go out there and play my game. It's important that I control this team and. Uh, myself and Matty Frawley are different players to George and Jack and, and their attributes are different to ours. So we've got to play what, what suits us, our strengths. Um, we've got to get, out, get this team around and um, I, think, I think it's, you know, the, the work we've done at, at training over the last six months it will enable us to do that. And, yeah, I just can't wait to get out there and be playing footy again and wearing the green jersey. Mate, all the best of luck for the weekend, not only with the game against the Sharks, but also uh, in your first game as captain. It's well-deserved, and I uh, can't wait to see you lead the boys out on the weekend. Yeah, thanks, mate. It'll be a very special moment, that uh, running out, and um, you know, I just can't wait. There he is, Sam Williams, joining us on the Behind the Limelight podcast this week. We'll wrap it up there, and we'll catch you next week.